Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, let's go. Tuesday edition of the show. I'm Louis Rabot, hanging out with you, Rabot & Co. Next two hours here on ESPN 680, 105.7. We are your lead-in to Bob Valvano. What, what, a, what a tease that is. How about that? Zach Cantrell pushing buttons. Mark Ennis joins us, of course, first hour of the show every Tuesday. I want to thank everybody for uh, putting up with me sitting on a bed in my parents' house doing the show yesterday. Uh, should sound a little better, a little more energy today as I try not to... I don't have to worry about waking up my six-month-old nephew from a nap, Zach. So that's a an improvement on the show that way. We will have a programming announcement. It pertains to me uh, at 11 o'clock today. So if you are able, please stick around uh, and be part of that uh, that fun announcement. We'll have it at 11 o'clock. I'm really excited uh, about a project I'll be working on and able to share with all of you as well. 437-9680 is our UPS Jobs text line. Mark Ennis, good morning. How are you, friend? You're going to go re-record all your old albums, aren't you? Uh, so look, uh, Hollywood just wants to remake movies, and I'm willing to cash in on it. No judgment here whatsoever, man. Like it's, it's time to sell out, Mark. That's what I've learned. It's time to sell out. Fair oh, enough, man. At Mark Ennis on Twitter. He's on the drive. Uh, three to six over on 93.9, of course, to lead you into a bunch of games this week. Uh, tough one for uh, Louisville women's basketball last night, but we'll get into uh, what was a really positive Saturday at the Yum Center uh, here, Mark. Uh, look, I mean, a lot has been said, and, and it's a lot of big picture stuff with this team. When we talk about it, and for good reason, I think that's a reasonable thing. I went back, you know, when you road trip, I had 12 hours of driving the last two and a half days, essentially. And so I had a chance to go back. And uh, I don't know if you do this anymore. You may be at the point in your broadcasting career where you don't have to do this. I go back and I still listen to my monologues and try to get better at them, if you will. And so um, I went back and listened to the one from the day after the UK L game, of all things. And it was it was purely big picture stuff. And I remember being sad that day. That we hadn't talked Texas and O's. We hadn't talked coaching matchups and those kinds of things. But the man who said we'd all be buying him, Claudia Sanders and Leonard Hamilton, was wrong, at least for Saturday. And uh, Louisville gets the win. I did the thought experiment yesterday with Zach where, hey, if they play like this the rest of the way, what does their record look like? And is there a record where Kenny Payne is the coach of Louisville basketball next year? Let's start with the very beginning of that. What did you see on Saturday? And is it replicable? It's replicable if they play teams like Florida State. Uh, I think Florida State is just so far this season, I think, has kind of just been a better version of what Louisville is. I don't think that they are a, a highly structured team. 
you know, the, I think they play a lot of the same kinds of uh, more free-flowing principles, and that that Leonard Hamilton's focus is on, you know, empowering guys and and it being a little bit more open-ended and relying on him having depth and athleticism and all that stuff. A lot like what Louisville does, and I think Louisville's better at being that right now than Florida State is at this moment. Uh, but I don't know how much that plays forward to I think a bunch of other teams that are still left on the schedule that play. With a lot more of the sort of the we have to be a good team because we're not that good team mentality, those teams still give Louisville all kinds of fits. But for a game that was just sort of a super-duper AAU game, that's what that was. Mm. To get 193 total points and only six threes in a game, <laughs> that's AAU ball. Like That's 80 free throws. Like that's, That is what that was. And Louisville can play that. Uh, I, I we can there's no shame or harm in acknowledging when it comes to the offensive end they're fairly skilled like I think on the offensive end they're a fairly skilled group and they had the most athletic guy on the floor in Tyler Johnson and how often do we ever get to say that anymore yeah no it what are what are the positives here and Zach and I talked about potential momentum in the next season and when there's you know, this is this has been a thud of a tenure for for Kenny Payne here, and it's okay to say it hasn't been great. You know, seven and fifteen being an improvement this year really speaks to how how just it's not been good. Um, are there positives here? Is there a way for for this team to play well down the stretch? Certain guys to play down well down the stretch where it's not just hey Tyler Johnson play well, and then you can go on the transfer portal and end up somewhere that'll really benefit you. Or is there really a way? for, say, a guy like Tyler Johnson to to show off a little bit, the next coach gets here and says, hey, you're going to fit what we want to do, and that can work for Louisville as well. Is there is there a scenario where that happens? I don't uh, – what, what are you seeing is the ultimate outcome of, of, of this scenario? I'm sorry, I just want to make sure I understand exactly what you're asking me. Like, what's the ultimate outcome that you're asking me? Is that scenario possible or not? It, it Just that – some of these guys are back next year for a new coach, and it's actually successful because the coaching change is successful. Oh, sure. I, I think it's perfectly rational. Sorry, the, Lou, that was all me, not... No, you're fine. Uh, I, I also asked it two different ways, so no, you're good. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I just want to make sure I was, was sure. answering what you were, were asking me. Uh, I, I would hope that fans would try to change their mindset towards this group mm. uh, and, and maybe convince yourself that... Fo- coming out and supporting the players might benefit you rather than worrying that that looking like you're supporting Kenny will result in there being some apathy towards doing something about him. I promise that's not going to happen. But I, I, I would think most fans are looking at this team and hoping that many of these guys do come back and play for somebody uh, that we feel like would do a better job deploying them uh, because I think you see they do have things to work with and that the deficiencies, we're still so far away from what ought to be good basketball, uh, but you can see it in germ in in several of them. And I do think a lot of fans would like several of these guys to be back, for sure. Boy, I hadn't thought about that, but but one of the biggest differences from last year to this year is is the amount of vitriol toward individual players and their performances is way down this year you're right about that uh there there just is less complaining about hey what are you doing what's your basketball iq what's this and this because i think a lot of it did shift toward the coaches of course but at the same time i think you're right i do think there's obviously better players on this team than last year but just boy i want those players back for next year it's an interesting shift from last year because i think at the end of last year people just thought let's clean this entire thing out and start over no I listen. I would err on that side for sure. Right. Uh, 
there's no collection of players on the roster that that you would look at and be like if they if they like pledge to come back that you would bring the, the coaches back like if you have to choose between yeah, right. higher roster turnover and making a coaching change or not uh, you you go ahead and pay that price yeah, I think that's probably right. Mark Ennis yeah. with us. At Mark Ennis on Twitter. He's on the drive, of course, 3 to 6 over on 93.9 uh, as well. Um, I, I have to ask this question because I opened with it yesterday. Um, Rick Bozich writes, uh, the ball move, they were relentless. They didn't settle for contested shots. They attacked. They shared. They defended. They helped. They entertained. And then he says, this was the team they thought they would have. And then he mentions year two. I'm very confused, Mark. I thought this was year one. Uh, and Rick Bozich in particular said, I might be in the minority, uh, but I, I agree this is year one. Uh, it's year one when it fits me. It's year one when it doesn't. Or it's year two when it, when it doesn't. Yep. But also, none of that. Re- could, can you read the sentence before that again? Um, hang on. Sorry, I scrolled. The ball moved. The energy was relentless. They didn't settle for contested shots. They attacked. They shared. They defended. They helped. They entertained. They did not defend. I agree. <laughs> they gave up 92 points. And, like, we've marveled that Florida State gave up 101 points to Louisville and only and Louisville only made three threes. Louisville gave up 92, 92 points and only gave up three threes. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, they didn't defend. Uh, they are in a game where both sides is whatever the opposite of mutually assured destruction is. That's what they did to each other. That game was, like, mutually assured success. Both of them. Like, we'll just score as much as we possibly can, and Louisville is just a little bit better at that game than them, which was fun. Yes, right. And I, and I think you might hear me saying that and say, that's you trying to downplay this yeah, win. Right. Oh, no, 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 that's me right. trying to let this win be exactly what it was. But all of it, I, the fact that I refuse to take another step and make anything out, a kind of a narrative out of it, is because that game is exactly what that was, and I want to enjoy that. Yeah. There's nothing more. It doesn't because nothing carries forward. They beat Miami. We were all like, "Heck yeah, this is six exciting." They lost the next six games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, we talked about that yesterday as well. And I always go back to this example, Mark. There was, you know, Michigan State was down 35 to three in a John L. Smith coach game at Northwestern. They came back to win, largest uh, uh, rally in the history of, of college football until like a year ago or something. And I remember a bunch of people jumping back on the John L. Smith at Michigan State train after one game and yeah. i read this article and i just smiled because rick bow just did exactly the same thing he let one win get in his head in that way right where you know if you want that glimmer of hope there it is right but really like you said six straight losses after miami question for you however that schedule was considerably more difficult than on paper at least what louisville's going to face frankly the remainder of the season the only you know especially difficult game appears to be at duke um they do play at syracuse tomorrow is it nine games left three six nine games left if they play like saturday what is their record in the last nine games of the season uh three and six okay yeah i i you know i think that they'll be able to out athlete some people uh but i i think it's important again to remember what Louisville has struggled with the most is not the talent level of the other team. It's really just anybody that they've played this year that plays solid team basketball. And so that's either the really disciplined, super elite teams or the rough teams that know they've got to play together. They have no hope. Both of those teams have given Louisville hell. And it's the it's kind of the unsatisfying group in the middle who have dudes, but they don't play together all that great. 
Louisville can play with those guys. Right. It's everybody who defends like a team and everyone who plays good team offense eats Louisville's lunch. Florida State is just not that group. And so to the extent that any of the teams they play down the stretch are lean more towards being uh, regimented, they're going to beat Louisville. And to the extent that they lean into kind of an athlete match, Louisville's – can he upgrade the roster enough that they can win those games? Florida State came in 6-3 and three in the conference. They're now 6-4, and 12-9 overall. Was this like for Clemson last year, the coffin and the nail in their coffin for trying to make the NCAA tournament this year? 100%. I, I don't really know how you come back from – from that there there aren't enough opportunities for for them to it's like getting a zero on a test and not an f right but that's uh, losing uh, to louisville creates that kind of a hole in your in your resume and that, listen, there's no overcoming that and that's that's on them uh and, and like louis i don't want it to sound like sour grapes about louisville but i did text a couple of my friends that, that cover florida state like what is wrong with y'all <laughs> yeah no sure yeah right and, and i'm that's not trolling louisville but it, i just thought like the 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 way that Florida State was so casual hmm. on the defensive end, considering for you know a, a good stretch of time, Louisville fans were petrified of them. You know the, the, they would have five guys, nobody would be shorter than six five, and they switch everything, and they just it's like a, a double pack line because everyone was so tall and so over. Uh, Overlapping and that sort of thing. They were a nightmare to play. To just have Louisville going up and down the floor and have Tyler be the guy that just eats them up, it was very unexpected for a Florida State game, pleasantly. It had all of the trappings of old school Louisville at the Yum Center. They're up 12 at half, right? And then the game gets down to like four. You know, Florida State goes on their run to open the half. Louisville opens it back up to 13. It gets tight at the end. They make free throws at the end. They win by nine. That's what good teams are supposed to do, right? I mean, they, right? It was yeah. it was a different sort of feel. I was it was it was a nice one to go back uh, and watch. Uh, announced attendance, by the way, eleven thousand two eighty seven. We will see, of course, what actual attendance was. Uh, reports of a decent crowd at that game. So there you go. Um, I think people have done the protesting the coaches and made it very clear about that. So now I think. Do you think there's some? I should say what I think because it doesn't matter. What, do you think some fans have turned the corner where I can go to these games and and the administration at least knows that I'm just supporting players or is there something else going on, do you think? Uh, I think it's you're seeing more of the resilient fans. Uh, Louis, I know you – I think you've even referenced it in the past where I've said fans are going to stay away when they feel like they're being mocked. Correct. Right by what's out there, and I think if you go to a Louisville game now, you don't feel mocked. You know, it, it's it's bad. It, it's not where it needs to be. There'll be a change after this year. Like I, don't, I, I shouldn't have to say that like over and over and over again, but I sort of feel like I need to. Uh, but it won't be like this is counter to everything I believe in. It's just not good enough anymore. Which is again progress, but ridiculous that it's progress. Um, in your mind, is it a hundred percent change, or is there a scenario in which he keeps his job? I cannot imagine a scenario in which he keeps his job. Uh, he would just have to be. He would have to wake up uh, like Freaky Friday. Like see, somebody else is in his body now, uh, and, and they just become somebody else. Uh, we're talking about moving along a very, very, very tiny spectrum uh, of unacceptable positions with this team. We're not talking about them. They've yet to be what they ought to be at any point under him. They've just gotten a little bit better. Let's say they go six and three the rest of the way. 
they sweep Syracuse, they beat Georgia Tech, they sweep Boston College, they beat Pitt, they beat Notre Dame. Uh, you know, they're competitive with Duke, or who cares about that game, I guess, in that case. Uh, maybe Vatek gets them, that sort of thing. They lose it, you know, I don't know. They lose one of the other games. And, and, and he says, look, I'll make some coaching changes at the end of the year. Go inside Josh Hurd's head. Is that good enough? I don't think so, you know, because I, I think at that point, uh, he's admitting he should have done that already, you know. And, and I think he's past the point of of this being. We've seen what his part of this. Uh, if he, would you trust him to hire those assistants? I, I I don't think most people would at this point. So even that kind of offer, I think, would then require you to let him hire them because I'm firmly against the idea of like someone sticking him with assistance he doesn't want sure. we've seen jurich did that and he regretted it the rest of his uh, athletic director uh, career so I, I i wouldn't trust him to hire new ones anyway right like the one of the main problems about kenny is when it comes to like there's bad basketball and then when he tries to diagnose it to everybody that's even worse sure and so i i know i there if there was some even like stubborn or uh, very, very reluctant acceptance of change that had worked under him, I would be like, okay, maybe they could just get him to do more. But he doesn't – there isn't any of that. And so I, I wouldn't trust him to make those changes. He's wrong about a lot of stuff. Okay. And I, I just don't think changing the support structure around him is would, would be enough. Okay. All right. Well, Mark Ennis with us. You can hear him over on the drive three to six. Are you – have you started – um, the have you started any of the conversations about the next coach? Is that a topic of conversation on the drive? It is in a sense. Uh, I think what we've tried to do is take what we have not liked from Kenny uh, and try to avoid just hiring the opposite of Kenny when we have these discussions. Right, like that's an error to just say like whatever Kenny does, I want the opposite of that. We know that's not right, uh, but to just look at where are the deficiencies that you know you can't mess up this time. Mm. And I think they tried that with Chris. I, I think they thought they were going to get somebody who really connected here and really resonated with this place and didn't need to learn what Louisville was like. And and I, I, ironically and, I think, furiatingly, uh, he's rejected this place as much as Chris Mack did, mm. uh, and which is, I think is, has come as a shock to a whole lot of people. Uh, and it's one of the reasons I think this is a – it was just a poorly timed year for Mick Cronin to just sort of reemerge uh, as like the the unpleasant person that we're used to seeing. I, the idea of plugging that in here to this frazzled fan base just blows my mind that, that he has such passionate advocates, even if there aren't that many. Uh, Jerry Eves on his radio show this morning called Louisville fans delusional and arrogant because they don't show up to these games. Do you agree? Uh, he doesn't show up to a lot of those games. So <clears throat> you first. Physician, heal thyself. That's how I feel about it. All right. So, um, yeah, if I don't see you in the camera angles, then I don't want to hear from you. Uh, Texter uh, Mark Matson Matson is in year his first year at California, or year zero, if you will. Uh, he inherited a team that went three and twenty three last year. They have won five of their last seven, and they are now at nine and thirteen for the year. Cal will uh, Cal will likely end up with twelve to thirteen wins this year. This is what KP should have done last year. Minimum. Uh, instead, KP went four and twenty eight. I love. So this he's texter. coaching as well as he danced. Is that is that hey, what you're saying? Uh, it sounds like he's Mark coaching Madsen. way better than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Madsen <laughs> set white people back a solid 50 years with that. It's not even a question. Thank you very much, Mark Madsen. Now, to be fair, 
That's probably what I would have looked like on that stage. Uh, Texter, as a Louisville Cardinal tattoo recipient, (laughs) what what an open to a text. What a great great open. I don't care if KP wins out. I'm done. I can't stand the guy. Uh, Texter, uh, I'm going back and forth with this guy. I can't read those on air. Uh, Texter, the problem with going to the games is if you already have tickets, which I do, it still costs 100 bucks to go. Uh, It's dinner. It's a drink at the game. Uh, People are just staying away. We've made all but two of the games this year, but people aren't going to spend the money on bad basketball. Too much other stuff to do with that money. Look, I think that's overwhelmingly what it is. Um, And I think it's part of what Marks talks about all the time, which is you just don't want to feel like a chump when you go to those games. Yes. And you feel like a chump with like Arkansas State. You'd feel you would have felt like a chump. 100 percent. And I totally understand it. So, all right, let's take our first break here on the other end. Uh, I want to. Mark, are you ready to talk Super Bowl? Are you ready to do some of this with us? Let's do this, man. Let's do yeah. it. We'll do I'm some football talk next here with Boco, ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Got out of the car after six hours yesterday. Got all the stuff out of the car, brought it back into the house. And then I took that shower, the fresh and so clean song. That, that, that's what I took. That shower, back in your own shower with your soap, all those things. Man, oh man, how about that? Uh, <laughs> Bo and Co. here, ESPN 680. Uh, 105.7, talking with Mark Ennis, as we always do on Tuesday mornings, hanging out. Zach Cantrell, uh, pushing buttons, hanging out with us, of course. We want to get into the uh, Super Bowl here. So if you've got any comments or questions or whatever, 437-9680 on the UPS Jobs text line. Tons of uh, reaction to the first segment, which I always appreciate. <laughs> text here, the only thing I'm certain about is the next coach's wife. Definitely has to be from Louisville. Uh, Texter, uh, <laughs> Mark Madsen, what a throwback. It reminds me of Rick Majera saying about UK, they have McDonald's All-Americans. Some of our guys don't even have McDonald's in their hometown. That is a good quote. Um, man, Majeris, dude. He was great. He was great. He was, he was great. great. He was great. Those Utah that. teams were awesome. My goodness. Yes, they were. A little hot model on a Tuesday. How about that? Um, all right. So Super Bowl talk here. How does Mark – I'll start with this. How does Mark Ennis take in the Super Bowl? Are you a party guy or are you a uh, – no, I need to watch the game. Leave me alone guy. You know, I really don't care. I don't either. I, I, damn, how do we get similar to this? All right. Yeah, I, I can uh, happily just watch it. 
uh, or uh, you know, with a party and, and eat you know irresponsibly and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. really can do uh, either one of those. You know, I'm never uh, enthralled with the halftime show in one okay. direction, you know, or the other. So I, I don't need to have quiet and be able to focus in on, on all of that. Uh, I like the ads as much as everybody else. But in terms of like you know the 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 kind of uh, event, it really doesn't matter to me one bit. So something uh, you've gotten to witness that I'll never witness is your team was in the Super Bowl. It's How did you great. take in that Super Bowl? Uh, miserably, man. I got it. it's. <laughs> so I watched both of those Super Bowls, one like Ethan Moore style, like by myself. Uh, that, I assumed. Yeah, I would have to do the yeah. same. Oh, and, and the Lions made it this year. I, I would have been like, leave me alone. Dad's going to his room in the basement. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's 100% yeah. what would have happened for sure. It woke the, uh, the neighbors up when they won the second one. Uh, when, when they beat the the Chiefs, like they just it's it's I could not stand it. That day, the length of time when you wake up on that day, knowing that your team's going to play in it, down. but it, oh God, it's like it's worse than waiting for for Christmas. It's terrible. Man. Oh man, I uh, so I, I'm going to relate this back to my family. I just spent the weekend with my family in Michigan, and uh, it was my parents' 50th anniversary celebration. It was very fun. Uh, Really, a, a celebration of of their work uh, in their adopted hometown there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, my dad tells the story, man. So 1980, they're they're like broke, broke. My dad describes this house. I've been by it uh, in Detroit, and it's just not. I mean, I, the furnace. Let's put it this way: in Michigan, their furnace was on their front porch. The house was so small, hmm. like this kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. and so proud of where my parents are now and all that stuff for sure but my dad describes getting to watch the tape delay of the miracle on ice and it happens and he runs out on his porch and he doesn't know what to do so he just starts banging pots and pans together (laughs) that's great and then he sees and then he sees other people on his street run outside like they don't know what to do there's no Twitter. There's no Facebook. There's no going to celebrate with your friends that way. You had to walk outside to actually see other people. My dad tells the story of just grabbing a like a like a like a wooden spoon and a in a in a pot and essentially just going outside playing it like a drum. I love that story so much. So uh, I'm sure that's uh, what it would feel like if my team ever made the damn Super Bowl. How does Zach Cantrell take in the Super Bowl? I've done it both ways. I've, okay. as far as I've gone <laughs> Save to that one. There, there you go yeah, yeah. for the mixtape. But I've gone to parties. I've yeah. watched it by myself. Like I just even if I'm at a party. If it gets to a certain point and it's in the fourth quarter, I'm not going to be back there socializing. Yeah, like, right. I got to see what's yeah, right. going to happen yeah, here. Sure. Look, guys, Patrick Mahomes is about to lead a game-winning drive. Shut up. Like, that's kind of how it is. But I'll tell you, when I watched the Colts play two Super Bowls and I've watched every Ohio State national title game, I had right. to watch it myself. I yes. could not. Oh, I can't be around yeah, yeah. other no, people. No, 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 no. But I, either way, I have irresponsible amounts of food. <laughs> I did get a reminder from Anch uh, while listening here that I did very much enjoy the halftime show two years ago. Which was with, oh uh, the rappers yeah 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 yes. right yep yep, uh, yep that was awesome but most of the time I don't care one way or the other because you were the exact target market for that one hundred <laughs> percent it was my day in the sun I get it I get it uh, even my wife was like oh this is this is good is I've watched it again <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can man. tell by the way you know you can tell on YouTube if you go to it like it's one of those ones that they know people go back to and back to and back to because they tear that thing up with ads. Oh, okay. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't watch the whole thing. I, uh, I'm uh, surprising to no one that hangs out with this show. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of public art. And so I just, I just want spectacle at the Super okay. Bowl halftime. But I also take it for granted. So like when Katy Perry came in on that giant cat, 
I was like, that's it. That's what I want. Left Shark. You remember Left Shark? Oh, yeah. Or like when they lower Lady Gaga from the ceiling. Like, that's what I yeah. want. I want that. Um, or I just want Prince in the Rain crushing. That's the best performance just ever. Just crushing. Yeah. And it, no, no. I So Prince is way up there. I think people forget the 2002 Super Bowl. So that February, you 2 had the halftime show. Patriots, Rams, yeah. Yes, and, and he, he opens the jacket and he's got the American flag on the inside right. of the yep. jacket. At the time in America, that was such a powerful mm-hmm. uh, moment because we had had George W. Bush with the best first pitch ever. Yes. Yes. In the World Series, right? 100%. Just walks up on the mound, throws a cutter with movement for a strike <laughs> that just walks off. Wearing a flak right? jacket. Yes. Just crushing it. And then we get that in the Super Bowl later that year. It was one of those things just culturally around here, uh, around here in the United States that I thought was really important. But musically, yes, the Prince one was was unbelievable. I mean, for sure. But I, I just, I either want that where guys are just crushing it or... Katy Perry on a giant cat. Like, that's what, that's what I want. You but want it to be honest, ridiculous. Like, I saw, I, oh no, I want ridiculous. I saw that cat and I smiled and then I went back to talking to whoever I was talking to. I was like, that's what I wanted. Okay, good. You know that? <laughs> Yes, I don't appreciate it that much. Uh, Texter, what do we need to know about the Super Bowl? Uh, because regardless of who wins, how does this affect the Cowboys? God, it's a good text. By the way, if you go back in time to look at the really old halftime shows, oh, okay. yeah. it gets far less glamorous. Oh, I'm sure. Like uh, High school marching band. University of Texas band that just does <laughs> yeah, a yeah. musical America. That was yep. 1974. Please um, welcome the Boise State Marching Band. It basically was that. <laughs> Tribute to Duke Ellington with Mercer Ellington and the Grambling State Band. Do you know why they changed the halftime show and made it what it is today? Great question. I don't know. Because Money. in well, that too. But in uh, I think it was Super Bowl twenty six. In Living Color did a counter programming at halftime where they did like their own little sketch show or them. whatever, and 30, 40 million yeah, people right, flipped yeah. over and watched that. So the next year, the Super Bowl decided let's get Michael Jackson. And where do we yeah, hold in Living Color in the annals of sketch, of sketch comedy? comedy? Yeah, up there, underrated. Top Under- three. Um. Probably not, but really okay. So Chappelle number one, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. Who's number I mean, two then? Uh, SNL. I mean, Mad TV. They're up there. Mad TV. SNL Way guys, come there. on, S- don't overthink it. SNL. No, SNL for yeah. to me, just I, I and it, the thing about SNL, I'm sure each person can pull something out of that show that they really enjoy. Yes, right. Yeah. And so for me, it's like Norm Macdonald Weekend Update. I can just watch that on repeat. Yes, right going to bed for the next 10 years and be fine just right? telling yeah, oj kind of jokes i'm good with that yes you guessed it frank stallone like i, I could i could watch those for years so yeah it's got to be number two are we gonna talk about how shane gill should do like the norm mcdonald <laughs> monologue 100 percent, he should absolutely oh he should troll the bleep out of that show oh he should troll the absolute bleep out of that show he's there for a day and a half they fire him and then four years later he's got the number one stand up i mean that's actually randomly of the three guys on the radio right now we actually agree on that the new shane gills is very good so, yes. Actually, I should ask. Funny. Okay, good. You did that. You did it. Funny. It, yes. it is exceptionally funny. Yes. I, I haven't. The, the walk through the George Washington property during COVID yeah. is such a different <laughs> yes. story. I mean, it's so, it's so timely. It's also just a type of humor that we don't get a lot of. And no, I, I think it's very, very smart. So if you haven't checked it out, G-I-L-L-I-S, if you're not into comedy, Shane Gillis, uh, very, very good. Um, texter asking, was my parents' house behind the Moby Dick? Of course. 
What are we doing here? Come on, what show is this? Well, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, right. What kind of question is that? <laughs> uh, do artists pay for their own performance at the Super Bowl? I don't know the answer to that. Is that true, Zach? Do you know? The NFL doesn't pay them. I know that. I know they don't have. They don't get compensation for doing it. No. Right. I don't think they pay. Okay. Doesn't Jay Z's like advisory group come up with who it is now? Don't they? Yeah, it's them. Oh, is it the Clutch folks? Yeah. Oh, I no kidding. So. I didn't know that. How about that? Is that why Usher got it? My wife is very excited. Because she's white and 42. 1997 Blues Brothers <laughs> yeah. Bash featuring Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and James Belushi. Wow. That was and James Brown and ZZ Top. That was yeah. 97. So who wins this, uh, the, uh, the coin flip? <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh. Damn it, Louie, with the tough questions. Yeah, I almost oh, answered. I was like, I, I almost answered you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I, don't, I, I think this is going to be a super fun game. I don't. I hope so too. I don't. I, the Chiefs yeah. haven't blown anyone out recently. It's right. not like either teams playing these yeah. blowout games. I'm with you. But I, I feel like any, I could conceivably see anything happen in this game. I, I think I could see the 49ers just being like WizKid finally hits it exactly right. That, I could see it coming down to a field goal either direction, and I could see the Chiefs being like, yes, we're still so much better at the biggest of games than everybody else, and here we've done it again. I could see any of that. Any four of those outcomes could happen to me. Zach and I, when we preview games, we always do the, you know, one of the teams blows them out, one team wins close kind of thing, and I do think this is one of those games where any of those can happen. Yeah, I completely agree. I think one of them could just be like happy, learned how to putt, and just dominate and <laughs> Not Uh-oh. even be close. Uh-oh. Happy learned how to putt. I could see that. What if Brock Purdy just decided, right. you know what? Just balls Mr. Out. Irrelevant. Well, guess what? Yeah. Happy learned how to putt. And, it, and the 49ers just blow him out. I yeah. think that could certainly happen. I think the Chiefs could blow him out. My guess is it's probably going to be a touchdown to a field goal kind of game. I think it's close. And I don't but know what, why people hate this game. It's silly to me. If you well, Because you don't feel great about anybody winning. But if you're the, if you're the Chiefs, uh, you, you've, gone, you've already beaten Josh Allen and Tua – and Lamar Jackson. Like, this is the easiest of the four in some senses, right? Sure. Quarterback-wise, well, In terms yeah. of quarterback, quarterback opponents. Yeah. Uh, but in some senses also not because he's a good quarterback in a system that's more intricate and kind of a whiz kitty than, than any other that they'll, they will have faced. I, again, I could see this going in any direction. Although I'm trying to, Louis, make myself remember the Chiefs have a great defense. Like it's like you, I feel like we almost always want to forget that, mm-hmm. uh, just because we don't think of them that way. But they Correct. they they're a better defense than they are on offense right now. Yes, I, I totally agree. The Chiefs, you could argue, have a better defense than the Forty Nineers. Forty Nineers defense this postseason, they've given up twenty one to the Packers, thirty one to the Lions. They haven't exactly lit the world on fire. And the Chiefs defense, outside of you know, they gave up one hundred eighty two yards rushing to James Cook and company, but they shut down Lamar Jackson. Like you could make the argument, the Chiefs defense right now is better than the Forty Nineers defense, and nobody laughs you out of the room. Twenty three billion expected to be bet by Americans on this game. How much of that will be Zach Cantrell? Twenty. Okay, there you go. How about Marquez? Yeah, right in that range. Okay, Just yeah. enough to to, uh, to make it fun. <laughs> Some you, action. There you go. Do you guys have a favorite uh, Super Bowl-only prop bet that you make? Usually it's Gatorade color. I like doing okay. something remote like that. <laughs> or I'm, I'm going to look at whatever NBA game is happening that day and find out who's like the top score and be like, okay, the combined score of this game, is that going to be more points than – well, not Joel Embiid anymore, but like Nikola Jokic or Donovan Mitchell or somebody like that scores. Dieter was doing one where if it's a score that's ever happened in the Super Bowl before or not. Oh, Scorigami? Okay. Not Scorigami. Just if it's ever happened in the Super Bowl. Oh, so like a ever, Super Bowl score. Just a Super Bowl score. I like doing safety props or first score prop as far as field goal, touchdown, and which team. Yeah, I like those too. 
Yeah, I love those kinds of bets in general, but yes, uh, for the Super Bowl too, uh, for sure. So, man, $23 billion. It's funny because when I talk to, to advertisers and partners on the horse racing side, <clears throat> I get really excited because I think this year's Derby Day might do like three quarters of a billion. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> We're talking $23 billion on one game, and it's just a reminder of just how far ahead on just everything you know the NFL is in the United States. So right? I, well, hey, where are we going on uh, over under uh, length of time for the national anthem with Reba? What's the time? Oh come on, like it matters. <laughs> oh, it's pro- it's going over. Almost okay. always goes over. Yeah, that, I mean that's like to me. I've always thought that was the one that's corruptible. Yes. Oh, like, sure. how do you not Absolutely. go to her and just be like, let's pick it up here, babe? A bunch of us are going to bet ten grand. You know what I mean? And, come on. Uh, over under one minute and twenty six seconds is what I'm seeing. I have no idea what the average time is. Oh, it's you? over a minute 26. Definitely. Should we sing it together right now and see no. how long it takes? No. God, no. You want to Should we disrespect things? America together? <laughs> we'll, By know, singing the national anthem poorly. Like, yes, oh, I love Or just singing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were getting at. Our terrible voices. Yes, right. Um, actually, I don't hate my singing voice. How about that? Um Man, oh man, a bunch of texts coming in. Hang on. Uh, texters, the artists aren't paid for the halftime show, but their travel expenses, the stage, all that is paid for by the NFL. That makes sense. Uh, texter, um, did you Harbaugh shut down uh, Lamar with his dumbass game plan, not the Chiefs' uh, defense? Uh, what would you say to that, Zach? Both are true. Okay. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, texter, uh, why doesn't the person singing the anthem have all their friends load up on the over under and make sure it cashes? That's exactly what Mark Seriously. just said. Yep, That's no, what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the um, way, don't, if you're going to do that, Reba, <laughs> don't do it like the Alabama baseball guy. Don't do it at Great American Ballpark. You don't me? stand in front of the window and say, <laughs> if you only knew what I know. <laughs> Which is what that person did. I can't, yeah. uh, Louis. You, as somebody who has made tons of progress covering a sport that is gambled upon, uh, is that the stupidest thing you've ever heard? He's trying to tell the people at the window. Oh, it's up there. Like, I, I, it's hard to imagine how to beat that. I'm. He's like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get over on you guys. Look. <laughs> Just, like, let me do this. That's what he did. I know. It's really incredible. Uh, I'm robbing this bank. Please give me the money. I'm robbing the bank, is essentially what he said. Um, I do have a programming announcement at 11, so hang around even after Mark takes off. Uh, We'll get into that. Uh, Some fun new stuff going on. I learned today that no one likes this show because I I put it on Twitter and no one was like, oh, God, we're losing another show. No, no, I I didn't get any of that. So all of you are ready for me to leave. I had no idea. I'm kidding. Uh, If you are, by the way, talking uh, Super Bowl, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers, you can bet. On the big game and turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. With DraftKings same game parlays, everyone has a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. String together multiple bets from the big game for a shot and making your payday even sweeter. You heard us talking about a lot of those different options. Some of the fun, more prop bets. You obviously get into those money lines and maybe uh, you know. Halftime over under, those sorts of things. Tons of great options there at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which you can download now and use that code WHBE. New customers, you can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. One more segment with Mark Ennis. We do it next here ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? 
The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Nobody does it better. Come closer than close, yeah. Original, they never will be. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Final segment, 10 o'clock hour on a Tuesday. We will have a programming announcement at 11 o'clock. Hope you can stay around for that one. Mark Anderson with me right now. Zach Cantrell pushing buttons, making sure we are on the air and on the ones and twos, of course, with that beautiful dulcet tones there. Appreciate it very much. Louisville Sports Live tonight. You can hear Zach again, 7 o'clock on 93.9. And, of course, the Kentucky Basketball Postgame Show, a late night for Zach around here. Uh, probably a nap day i imagine yeah a little, a little nod on the nap absolutely there. All right, there you go. after this i'm going home taking a nap after i get that canes how about that there you go a little canes today uh we will do a canes read as well today uh louisville basketball back in action tomorrow seven o'clock taking on syracuse which means our alex white network coverage will start at 5 30 over on 93.9 Coors Light post game show to follow of course try to keep that momentum going from saturday uh beating florida state so there you go um all right back into it with uh with mark ennis here uh i asked you how uh, you usually take in the uh, the Super Bowl. We never actually answered that question. Do you have a plan for the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I don't uh, at this point. The, I'm open to suggestions here. No, I have no plans uh, at this point. That sounds like a Michael Columbus uh, blind squirrel kind of situation. I'm just saying. I'm, I hope he's. Listening. You might be right. Okay. You might. What about you? What are you doing? <laughs> I have absolutely no plans. See, <laughs> uh, texture date dog Tuesday should be a thing. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I don't hate it. That's not bad. We'll make the Mark Ennis hour the Nate Dog hour. So we're I'm doing for the that. Nate Dog Tuesdays and Lincoln Park 1140. <laughs> uh, every How about that? That's right. Can't, there we go. Can't drop the uh, Lincoln Park. What a random, terrible thing to happen to this show. Um, I think one of the biggest questions, the obvious question here, is the Mahomes legacy going into and after this Super Bowl, Mark. Um, you know, he has already said, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not Tom Brady, which is true, um, but Look, he's he's on that trajectory. Uh, we did this with Tiger Woods, however, right? And then his career didn't uh, didn't get to the the Jack Nicholas level as far as numbers. Um, can Mahomes have a career where we look at him the same way we look at Tom Brady? He's having it, I, I think. If anything, I, I don't think we'll look at his career as like Tom Brady's because I think we look at Tom Brady's uh, his contribution to what New England was as being like more ethereal. Like I, I you know, he was like a, the leader and was kind of a morale and culture guy. Uh, and there's only kind of that middle window where he, where they were like an air it out. And he was a big part of like the throwing for real, really for me, I think with, with Brady, people look at him as like the ultimate locker room holder together guy over such a long period of time being so influential in that way and of course what he did in Tampa is like the ultimate proof of that I think people look at Mahomes as like the reason they're winning all these games all the time and so I don't even know if he has to necessarily get to 
the same number as Brady because people think they don't win any of them without him. And there were some Brady Super Bowls where he kind of just managed it along. If you had to look forward, do you think we think of him as the GOAT by the time he's done, or will it still be Brady? I think it'll still be Brady, uh, but we might debate it. Uh, look, man, it, I think the the shame of Brady is that he's made us think that like we should ever expect it to happen again. Uh, he, it, it's difficult for people to remember or, or to like really realize how out, utterly out of the ordinary a career like his is. You know, he played. I can remember feeling like when I watched Dan Marino at the very end yeah, of his career, right. thinking like that looks like my dad out there. Mm. You know. It, and he was in his mid thirties. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and Brady played ten more years past. I think whenever Marino or or Joe Montana, some of the some of the early greats that we remember, when their careers ended, they, they were much. Brady stayed at such a higher level for so much longer. There's no guarantee Mahomes is going to be able to do that or want to. Right. Right. That's I think the other part of this. I think Brady is just kind of crazy. You know, in in oh, that way, yeah, can't the, live without that. Right. And I don't know that Mahomes is like that. Got it. Yeah, that that competitive psychopathy that we see <laughs> with a certain number of coaches, for, certainly with quarterbacks and that kind of thing, uh, I think is absolutely the case. What says uh, Zach Cantrell? I'll bring you in on this conversation as well. Pat Mahomes, I think we all agree from this conversation, has a chance to be that guy. Yes. Do you think he will be? I think he can be. I don't know if he will be because seven is just such a hard number oh, to reach. Incredible. Remember, Brady won three in his first four years as a starter. Then he went ten years without winning another one. Now he was able to win four toward the end. But... Look, Mahomes' first six years, the best six-year stretch that any quarterback's ever had. He's beaten Brady in basically every stat possible. So there's no reason to say he can't be as long as Andy Reid's there, as long as Travis Kelsey's there. They're going to be there every single season. It would not surprise me if he was able to get there. I don't think he has to get seven to be in the GOAT conversation. I kind of agree with that. It's kind of like the LeBron-Michael Jordan thing. Now, Michael Jordan's still universally hailed as the GOAT, but at least people will have that conversation, even though LeBron doesn't have six. I think it's possible Mahomes could win five, and we could still call him the GOAT because of his on-field impact, because of how many MVPs he has, and because his style of play is going to change the way that people are playing quarterback nowadays with the sidearm stuff and with you know all the fancy things that he does. There are a lot of quarterbacks that are going to come after Patrick Mahomes that play a lot like Patrick Mahomes much more so than Tom Brady you can't really be a statue anymore and play in the NFL these days it's also it's really fun to think about how much time you know barring something utterly unforeseen with any of these guys we still have so much time with Lamar and Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and you know now CJ Stroud Jordan Love like we've got a ton of time and these are quarterbacks yeah Burrow of course these are quarterbacks who look fantastic yep I mean, just wonderful. And that's to me, like the league is just better when the quarterback play is good. To me, it's not even about like who's good. As long as there are just a bunch of really good quarterbacks, like it's just a, it's a much more fun, intense, punch counterpunch kind of game when the quarterback play is good. And there are a ton of really good young quarterbacks. We got 10 more years of just these guys, much less the guys that are coming along like Caleb Williams or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's right. And some of those guys are with younger coaches too. So like a Jordan mm-hmm. Love and a little floor. I'm fascinated by how good D'Amico Ryans could be in Houston. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in that situation because they were so poorly run for so long, just a revolving door of coaches and all that kind of stuff. I really do wonder. Because, you know, I, I think we look at these coaches and we assume they can't improve, right? They, they get to an NFL coaching job and we go, okay, he's a head coach. That's what he is. 
D'Amico rides us in the 30s. I mean, like, I can get better, which is incredible. So I'm, I'm fascinated by that duo because I do think, you know, before the – I think it's the one thing I really got right in the draft last year was that I thought C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback in that draft. So I, I'm – cautiously optimistic and kind of an outside fan of D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud just to see what they can do together. But yeah, no, you're right. The league's set up really well uh, for the next 10 years. Have you seen the Brett Favre story? There's a new Brett Favre story? Uh, so the state auditor in, Miss- in Mississippi, whose name, by the way, I am not making up, is Shadrick Tucker White. Hell yeah. Shadrack? Yes. Like Shadrack, Meshach, and Abednego? Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, whatever awesome. you think he looks like, he does. Yes. He looks like the yes. old Miss mascot is what I'm envisioning. <laughs> he, by the way, the only other job he could have. So an auditor, state auditor of Mississippi is a good job for that name. The only other option is quarterback at Georgia. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. It, I'm right. That's I'm sorry. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but he came out. Here is. So uh, I, I think I would want a Shadrack on defense. <laughs> Okay, all right, okay. But hey, that reminds me. Very is he quick, a white uh, safety, then? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> you, will ne- you will recall many years ago that Cincinnati had a defender named Leviticus Payne. Oh. And that Leviticus Payne's brother also eventually signed with them, and his brother's name was Kevin. <laughs> like, mom and dad were like, Leviticus and Kevin. Come on, man. Oh, man. That's amazing. It's one of my favorite stories Absolutely. ever. So anyway, what's the story? Uh, so Favre already has paid a half million dollars in repayments for illegal fees paid to him by nonprofits uh, in uh, in 2020 for speaking fees um, that were supposed to be mentioned, used for welfare programs. He paid a half million dollars in 2020, $600,000 in October of 2021. The court said he still owes $729,000. Just on speaking fees. So this does not, Mark, include his daughter getting a new stadium at Southern Miss for volleyball. And his. this is just in his own speaking fees. Think about that. Wow. It is It is a stunning amount of money. And here He's turned is, out to be a real scumbag, man. Here is Shadrach White's quote about it. Quote, It boggles the mind that Mr. Favre could imagine he is entitled to the equivalent of an interest-free loan of $1.1 million in taxpayer money especially money intended for the benefit of the poor. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm surprised. To, uh, honestly, Lou, I'm, I've been surprised he has not been indicted yet, honestly. First, if they wanted to, they could make a federal case out of it, and I'm not using a term, a right. turn of phrase. that Like, they could make a federal case out of this, for sure. So, <sighs> Old Shadrach. Shadrach. Little, little Harvard Law. How about that? No pressure on that kid, right? <laughs> Maybe it's Shadrack. Jeez. Shadrack White. <laughs> Captain in the Air Force. Um, you got to be, it's like boy named Sue. Like, you got to go all out. Has a master's degree from St. John's College uh, at Oxford. What a baller. What a baller, Shadrack yeah, this White. This dude rules. Oh. I want to know more about Shadrack. <laughs> Get him on the show. <laughs> Forget this Mark Ennis stuff. I don't care about Brett Favre. More Shadrack. Yeah, I don't no, care about go. me either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know about Shadrack. Texter. I'll hang up. <laughs> <laughs> More Shadrack talk next. No, I, uh, the, oh man, that's just good stuff. I'm glad I looked him up. What's his name? Shadrack what? White. <laughs> okay. He's got the ears of a Shadrack White. What a beautiful man. Look at him. He is a handsome fellow. What a good looking What guy. fraternity was he in? 
That's a great question. He was a Rhodes Scholar, though. How about that? This is one of those guys where, like, you meet, you you get like your court summons or whatever, and you show up, and this dude walks in, you're like, oh man, damn it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, we are going down. <laughs> Texter Farm is the anti Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly right. That's so good, hundred percent. Right. Oh man, he is married to Rena because, of course, he is. Rena. Uh, they have two daughters and a son, and he lives in a town called Flowood, Mississippi. Uh, they go to St. Richard Church in Flowood, Mississippi. So you're damn right we're looking up St. Richard Church in Flowood, Mississippi. Uh, St. Richard Church, Flowood, Mississippi. Now that we are obsessed with uh, Shadrach White. He's Catholic? This guy's Catholic? How about that? Yeah. They allow that in Mississippi? I had no idea. They're out there. How about that? They even got a school down there. How about that? Huh. Well, good for Shadrach. <laughs> Shadrach. Oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Brett Favre still a scumbag. That was one of Dan's favorite people to go after. He hated He hates Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what. Oh, man. You can, you can never accuse Dan of having a dislike that was like unfounded. wholesale. Right. It was just wholesale. Unfounded. Yeah. Right. right? Like, right. Of like yep. just a kind of a lazy generalization of groups. Like if he didn't like you. There was a reason. He, he had data. Yep. Every, right. <laughs> he could back Every it up. time. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was it was very specific. He at least owed you the courtesy of, oh, I know. No, no. I don't like for this reason. And it was it was oh, intentional. No. Look, doing the show with Dan was very simple. Prep for the rest of the week. Very little. Prep for Monday Morning Moron. Extensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh have to ask you a bunch of great games in college basketball over the weekend more likely to win the title uconn or purdue uh uconn i agree uh, you just i i think until a big 10 team and until until purdue just gets to the freaking final, final four, four yeah you know, this is a uconn team that they, they're old souls they've done this before uh they they know this uh, i i think you still have every right to be skeptical of any Big Ten team and that Purdue team until they can do it in the NCAA tournament. Like they just they have to. It and look, I'm just because a guy hasn't doesn't mean he can't, but a guy who hasn't hasn't. And I'm allowed to be skeptical until he has. I know that they're going to go the proven head coach route here for the next coach. I know that. Yes. But if they didn't, I think Kamani Young should be at the top of that list. He is an interesting guy who gets what they try to do in stores that would be an interesting guy to try to implement that culture that thing he's learned from danny hurley here i think it'd be really interesting because i think he's a huge part of what they do up there well that's the next step of danny hurley's kind of uh oh because he's gonna start losing guys that's right yeah right, yeah right. and that's the it's the next part of like when you reach your place at which you are going to now just be when you you climb it if you're bill self and you get to kansas now it's time to start spitting out assistance Right, like that's the next part of kind of your legacy building. There, uh, is, you know, we saw Patino get to the, like the mature stage of the grain. Here, uh, you start creating others, uh, and he, look, Patino's maybe the best ever uh, at it, or one of the best ever at that part of it. We'll see about some of these others. There you go. All right, we're going to let him out of here. We do have a programming announcement on the other side so make sure you stick around for that one but he is mark ennis at mark ennis on twitter you can find him of course on the drive three to six over on 93.9 uh the bill uh today leaning what san francisco minus two how would you bet the game you think today i would if you can if i can get the chiefs and get points i'm doing that okay so that's what go. i would do all right fair enough uh he enjoys cheese dip so invite him to your house people he's mark ennis that's right uh he's over on uh the drive 93.9 uh three to six how about that i appreciate you very much thank you sir Anytime. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll take a last break here of this hour, 11 o'clock. A little programming announcement. We'll do it next here. Rabo Co. ESP at 680, 105.7.